Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The day Kobe gave my respect was the guys were complaining. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe. There's no I in team. And Kobe said, I know, but there's an M.E. in that mother If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a world of happiness. Our feature presentation. So cute. After the butt buffet. <laughs> After a half hour of the butt buffet, she comes in and just instantly makes everything better. Aww. Morning party people. It's uh, Tuesday morning, the 25th of February. Mm-hmm. Kevin in the morning. Allie Jensen, how are you guys doing? Doing good. How, how about, about you? Doing all right. Yeah? Doing okay. Minding your own business? Minding my own business, yeah. Excellent. You Went did go back to the gym yesterday. Went to yesterday. the gym last night, yeah. And mm-hmm. I was looking, first of all, I was looking for pictures of myself to see if I'd sure. been banned. Yeah. No. So good. So you took the monocle and fake mustache off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I exercised with oh, that good. on. Yeah, full okay. time. But I was looking for my nemesis and not, nowhere to be found. So hmm. I was ready. I think he's dead. I was going to just, I was just going to cold cock him. No, you were I was. not. Yeah, I was going to surprise him. Wow. Knock him the hell out. Yeah. No, not at all. But he wasn't there. Okay. So. Hmm. All good. Yeah. Arch nemesis. <laughs> all good, yes. <laughs> It's quite the life. Uh, quite yes, the life, it know. really is. Yeah. yeah. Good time. Um, you guys, what did you do yesterday most, of, most mean, of the day other than watch the... Yeah, I mean, I was just so... Watching something like the Kobe, you know, uh, tribute or, or memorial, it like kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day where you're like, I don't know, man. I yeah, don't it does. Go do anything all that loud. <laughs> sort of just sat in my house and thought sad thoughts for most of the day. It was so... I mean, it was, it was one of those things where... I think it was perfectly done, mm-hmm. like which is rare, 
right? Yeah, I like, think so too. It never happens where it, he was celebrated as like a man and a father, and it was really not a ton of basketball talk, which I appreciated. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought that it was done really nice, and I yeah, I guess I made a full day out of it, other than the fact that Allie made me watch Love is Blind. Oh, you watched Listen, that with Allie? And Why did you do that? And know. by made him... He just saw. He texted me. He goes, "Listen, I'm going to watch an episode of Love Is Mine. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "That's how it starts." How many did you watch? I watched two. Okay, and it, you're fine with just two? You yeah. watched two. I mean, I have thoughts. We're going to talk about it later today, okay. which I'm excited about. But um, I do think it's funny. I texted Allie. Wait a minute. They're they're in love after three days, and then a couple seconds later, I just wrote back. Oh, figured it out. They're psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> Total psychopaths on this show. Uh, it's a lot. But it's to go, lot. yeah, to go from the Kobe Bryant memorial to Love Is Blind, uh, you're just yeah. torturing yourself. It really at that shows point. you the entire spectrum of humanity. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Emo Jensen. Yeah. yeah, couldn't handle it. Allie, you watched Love Is Blind last night? No, because the finale. Oh, you're already caught up. Yeah, I'm caught up. The finale. <laughs> Sorry, is, uh, my bad. Thursday. Come on, Kevin. Look alive. Look alive. <laughs> um, yeah, Jensen mentioned just being, you know, sad with sad thoughts the rest of the day. That's mm-hmm. just that's a Tuesday for me. <laughs> so yeah, I get it. I get it. It's very sad. Totally normal. It's very sad. Yeah. Good times. All right. Let's talk about this morning's show, shall we? Oh, but man, what the hell was he trying to do? Right? Mm -hmm. You have a secret life. Yeah. Or something you know has a secret life. Hmm. A lot of people don't know. I am... I'm in the major leagues. I'm a pitcher. Oh. And then in my off time, no one knows this. Who do you pitch for? Uh, right now, I believe I pitch for the Diamondbacks. You believe, Wait, yeah. So no, you pitch for the Diamondbacks, yeah. and you do this job, and then with your spare time, you were about to say you... I'm uh, in rodeos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think that's someone else. I think that's... Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, that's yeah. a different person. We're going to talk about him, because it's insane that he had a completely secret life that no one knew about, under an alias, just on a horse, roping calves. <laughs> I don't know. If Doing really that, well, but, from but yeah, what we can tell. almost thirty grand in prize money this past year. Yeah, it's insane it's to me. Uh, Jensen's guest list on the program today. Yes, what's up in Florida? We have your uh, April foolishness. Yeah, <gasps> announcement what? at Big seven seven fifteen today. Like, like when and where and who? Yeah, when, where, who? How, How to buy tickets? Why? Yeah. We're going to say why we why? do it. Sure. Yeah. The whole thing. Uh-huh. Oh my god. How to buy tickets? When? Where? Why to buy tickets? Mm-hmm. Exciting. All of the above. Uh, we also have Love is Blind. You guys are going to talk about that in about a half hour. Yeah. I still can't get off The Bachelor. I still watch it occasionally. Yes. That's, so. To me. Uh, is that worse? Yes. Better. You, yeah. It's worse. I think it's worse. I think it's worse. Oh, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. I have thoughts. So that's coming up this morning. We will uh, take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. This is Kevin in the Morning with Allie and Jensen, the world famous K-Rock. Allie is here with our first look at what ha- what's happening. It's it's kind of telling that the longer that this Weinstein trial dragged on with the jury deliberating yesterday, it turned out to be five days, the less hope I had that this man would be convicted because that's just kind of how things go. The longer they... Well, first of all, I didn't think he'd be convicted because money talks. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a bummer this whole time thinking this a-hole is going to be acquitted of all these charges. Well, I am so happy to be wrong because the disgraced Oscar winner, Harvey Weinstein, has been found guilty of rape in the third degree and criminal sexual act in the first degree. Yay! 
for which he could face up to 25 years in prison. The um, top charge of predatory sexual assault carried a life sentence, but he was acquitted on that. But you know what? We'll take it. We will absolutely take it. 28 witnesses, including six women who recounted their own attacks, came before the jury to share their stories. Like I said, the jury deliberated for five days. In all, more than 80 women accused Weinstein of assault going back decades. He was handcuffed, taken into custody around noon. He'll be sentenced March 11th and in typical coward fashion. He was rushed to the hospital complaining of chest pains. Oh, After no. court, really? Yep. He uh, he said, oh, high blood pressure, heart palpitations. I think that's guilt. I think that's just, oh my god, I finally am am getting Some of what I deserve, yeah. yeah. Also, what about the walker? He needs his walker. Yeah, he left the walker and right. was strangely fine walking oh. with that. It's almost like it was that strange. was a prop the well, whole time. The good news is, he sounds healed. He does. He that works. He can um, walk. Yes. Yeah. So he'll be healthy uh, for the four more criminal sex charges here in L.A. that he has to face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it. it's a uh, it's a good thing when um, some aspects of justice are served. I love it. Was he sort of the beginning of Me Too? He's definitely yeah. up top. It was yeah, one of, sure. Yeah, one of the first ones. Cosby sure. was one of the first. And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a good thing. This yes. is an interesting story coming out of the Kobe Bryant Memorial yesterday. Photographers were forbidden from taking snaps of Beyonce, according to several photo agencies. Um, the Associated Press and Getty Images told the Post that organizers of the live stream Staples Center event prohibited them from taking photos of the Grammy-winning singer or Bryant's children. Children, I get mm-hmm. completely. Um, but apparently, photographers couldn't believe it. They were like, "It's a memorial. It's not about you. How are you putting restrictions on this?" But Beyonce's publicist has previously targeted media outlets, demanding unflattering pictures of the singer be removed online. I, I mean, just this like, is her controlling what pictures get out. Yeah. I, I assume. And but I'll it say is. this. It's like a, um, it's an event. It's a, a historic event, really. It, it seems really weird is. to stop it. Th- I mean, it's yeah. very yeah. odd. Yeah. I'm just going to say, if I look like Beyonce, mm-hmm. I would let any pictures be out. I'd, I'd demand more pictures. Make copies of those. Hand them out at bus stops. That seems just, excessive, but. Yeah, I'm just saying. Okay. She's got a point. She's an icon. She's a legend. And she is the moment. And we're going to be talking to L.A. Times writer mm-hmm. uh, Dan, Dan Wilkie, Wilkie mm-hmm. about the event. He was there. I I need to know, where was LeBron? I That's saw no well, cutaways yeah. of LeBron the whole time. Yeah. Maybe he said. And they cut away to a lot of players. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe he said, I don't want pictures of me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was a, a lot of people on Twitter, too. Where's LeBron? Where's LeBron? Huh. Didn't see him. Interesting. Conspiracy. I don't no, think I think he just didn't want to or, be or a rough did, day. Yeah. Didn't want to be photographed. Yeah. That could be it. Absolutely. Um what did you guys think of all the different performances? Jimmy, as soon as I saw Jimmy, I'm like, <laughs> oh, he's gonna cry. He's gonna cry immediately. He got about three he, seconds in. Oh, it was that. funny the way they introduced him is that Jimmy is gonna guide us through these difficult waters and he's like, You got the wrong guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you know anything about Jimmy, he's got one of the biggest hearts and he is Probably one of the most empathetic and compassionate people ever. Also, yes. just in the business, we call him a crier. 
<laughs> He's a real crier, that Jimmy Kimmel. That in the business? Uh-huh. In the this? biz, in the industry. Yeah. I like Allie's version better. Okay, fair. Yeah. fair. He mm-hmm. is very in touch with his emotions, and I think that's a beautiful thing. But he did, he he just knows what to do. Yes. You know, in those situations, which is just a beautiful thing. Performance-wise, Alicia Keys. Yeah. Right? Uh, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera, who I mm-hmm. did not recognize. Really? No. Oh. I, she came up there. I was like, who's that? And they said, Christina Aguilera. I said, okay. Sounds good to me. Hmm. Oh. Uh, so like Christina Aguilera yeah, to me. Weirdly, to me not to me. Okay. Didn't know who it was. And oh. then uh, that was it? That was it? I think Musical? that's it. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, like we said earlier, beautifully done. Yeah. Um, Vanessa Bryant, I can't even it imagine can't. the strength that that took and how composed and full of grace that she was up there. I can't... I was stunned by that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I saw a bunch of Lakers beat writers talk about uh, both two guys, right? Or, you know, Vanessa and then Michael Jordan. Two people not known for speaking. Two people Mm -hmm. who have went out of their way to never talk to press, to never have big moments of of public speaking. And both of them, it was like they were both made for it. Yeah. They were both incredible. I loved so much because every single person watching was thinking it. Oh, Jordan crying. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. that's a crying meme. The fact for, that he actually referenced it yes, was so amazing. It was it it was perfect between him joking about that and Shaq with the passing. Kobe not passing. It was just the right amount of alleviating a little bit of the sadness and the tension and it was uh, it was definitely a beautiful thing. It's one of those things that you think it's impossible to do this right. Yeah. yeah. And then they did. Yeah. yeah. Which is rare. Uh, backstory on the Michael Jordan thing. He has not, uh, like, acknowledged the meme ever. Mm-hmm. Ever? So no, no. People have been trying to get him to acknowledge it for years and years and years. And I think, in a weird way, Kobe, if you listen to these stories about Kobe Bryant's sense of humor, he would have been thrilled that it got yeah. mentioned at the memorial. Amazing. But, yeah. Guys, when we come back in a bit, we're going to talk about when you log on to Netflix and you see all of those different shows, it can be overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I walk into Home Depot and I'm like, oh, right. it's you do too, a lot with it's your hard too hat. Much. Uh-huh. I have a hard hat. Yeah. I usually have my belt with my um, hammer. Tool belt. Hammer. Hammer. Right. That's what it's a it tool is. belt. That's probably a quicker way to. But, right. Oh, it's a tool belt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, ahead. I just, I, mine's a Gucci belt and I just right. hang just things off. Put a hammer, hammer yeah. on it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a lot. It's daunting. Netflix wants to make it easier for you. <gasps> okay. How? Are they just going to pick the shows that I watch now? Uh, yes. Well, I'm going to have it that is story. Official. The streaming wars have begun. Thank you. Let he you know. is energetic. Yes. And exciting to listen to. Mm-hmm. Some birthdays for you. Rashida Jones, Chelsea Handler, Jamila Jamil, and... Woo! 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 Carrot Top. No! Oh, no, it's Rick Flair! <laughs> yeah! And that's what's happening. The world-famous K-Rock. K-Rock. Kevin in the morning with Ali and Jensen. Look, we all have TV shows that we watch, mm-hmm. and we're embarrassed that we watch. Oh mm-hmm. man, it's happening, Ali. This uh, this show is not for me. I don't like reality programming. Okay. I'm just not into that. How many episodes thing. into the season are we? Uh, nine. 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 How many have you watched? Nine. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. How much? Um, uh, how many days of uh, the last maybe seven days have you come in here talking about Love Is Blind? All. And, okay. All. Just reminding you about yeah. the show that's not really yeah. for you. It's <laughs> not for me. My friend came over not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before, and said, "Hey, let's watch that Love Is Blind show. Just give it one episode." And I'm like, "Really? Ew." After five episodes that night, wow. like it is awful. Explain the show to people who haven't seen it. Well, I'm going to have okay. the hosts explain the show. I've met the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've never seen her before. Here, you will choose someone to marry. Hello. Nice to hear from you. Okay. Can't say see ya. Without ever seeing them. If you're ready to find the love of your life. Game time. The pods are now open. What kind of work do you do? So what are some of your biggest turnoffs? So what are you looking for in a woman? Ethnicity, race, physical appearance. None of that matters. I'm really starting to emotionally connect with you. This could be a remarkable love story. You're a beautiful person. I don't have to see you to say that. I'm scared of making the wrong decision. Can't see my life without you. Will you be my wife? What? I, would. I am engaged to somebody I've never seen before. What? I would. He's just find me very attractive. I, I I would like to let you know that all those times are saying I can see me being with you forever. Right. They haven't met. Okay. And they're three to five days in. They're talking from little pods. So they each have a room. That's what they said when the pod is yeah, open? a pod <laughs> is open. So they're each in a little room with a wall in between them. And they're speaking through this, like, light-up wall. Okay. These people start falling in love with each other within three days. Yeah. Three days, you guys. It's called a three-week event on Netflix because they release five episodes the first week, mm-hmm. four episodes the final week. And then this week is the finale, which is Thursday, which is the final which is episode, yeah. which is the weddings. What's going to happen? The wedding. Do I want to marry him? I don't know. Do you take her to be your lawful wedded wife? Yeah, I can't what? either. I, I, wait, none what? Of us can. I none can't of us can. Wait, what's either. happening? So here's the thing: they're in these pods, and then they decide, okay, I feel the most connection with this person, and then that person has the opportunity to say, "Let's get married." Once they decide they want to get married, they meet. Okay. Then they send them to a vacation in Mexico. They're there for a couple days. Blah blah blah. And then yeah, it seems like the blah is an important part. Then for, yeah. the <laughs> important part is. They head home. This all takes place in Atlanta. They head home. Can they deal with outside forces, family, friends, social media? That's when the true test begins. You guys, I hate these people so very much. But there is one couple, a normal couple, Lauren and Cameron, who you kind of want to root for. They both seem normal-ish. But this is them explaining their love before they met. I never expected walking into this facility that I would find my wife and and mean that, but here we are. Everything has just been building up to this moment to like meet this man who I feel like fell out of the sky. I feel like he was made in a factory, like he was specifically put together for me. I think I'm just a little nervous about seeing her for the first time physically. I hope that, you know, her expectations aren't let down. I don't think they will be, but but they weren't, which is you shocking. You never know when you add in that physical element how that might change things. When we're in the pods, we don't have to think about how we look physically because can we, they can't... Can we stop it right there? 
when we're in the pods, we don't have to think about what we look like physically, which is my biggest issue with the show. They are dressed to the nines in the pod. <laughs> their hair, they're wearing five-inch heels. Like, put, throw on some sweats. I mean, this is ridiculous. Here's another thing with this. Everyone is hot. So there's no drama there that you're going to pick someone to get married to, and all of a sudden you're like, ugh. So they're all hot. Everyone's it's a whole hot, group of so hot there's people. no okay. drama. So the whole thing is love truly blind. That's not really tested because not like throw an uggo in there. <laughs> I mean, come so on. your problem is there's no one ugly on the show. Yes. There has to be one. There should, or at least have average looking people. No, there should be a troll. You're right. You're totally right about Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. You can continue. See us. So right now, I'm like, oh my god, what if one of a piece of my hair is sticking up? I can't have bad breath. What if I'm sweating? I'm just anticipating the moment of getting to physically see him, and I'm a nervous wreck. But I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable to me. And uh, like I said, they are the most normal. Those two. That should give you a clue. There is, of course, like every good show needs, an absolute villain. And that villain is a chick named Jessica that for the first couple episodes, you're like, oh, look at she really could find love. This is nice. Mm-hmm. She talks to this guy, Mark, and, oh, you're from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. Oh, you love the Cubs. This is amazing. She's normal. Now, oh, by the way, I'm I'm two episodes in, and yeah. now I'm nervous to hear where you're going now, because I've been oh, a fan of her now. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Jessica is the most psychotic oh, human no. I have ever seen You've got to throw those people in these shows. They have to be in the I'm show. I'm telling yep. you, that's why you have to keep watching, because I was rooting for her at the beginning, I'm like, oh, she's confused about Barnett and Mark. Yesterday, I was thinking Mark, 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 and Barnett came and distracted me with this game. So I really hope that I didn't mess it up with Mark. He is just everything, everything I've ever wanted and so much more. What's okay. up? Haven't met. <sighs> they haven't met. No, haven't, haven't none, of, met. none of these people met. I mean, after three days, I, I'm, I'm two episodes in, and after three days, Someone asked someone to marry them. Yeah. I've Look, never felt pod, this way. They've never I've seen never each felt other. this way about Look, anyone. Look, here's what I will say is we've done a lot of singles party over the years. Yeah. And people do count on their initial reaction physically mm-hmm. to see if anybody is in that room for them. Right. And they discount a lot of people. However... Sure. Looks matter some. Yes, I mean, yeah. let's not be ridiculous. And, well, not on this show. They're all hot, like <laughs> right. I said. But there, there are times watching the show that I am so mad at myself, and then I can't wait to hit the skip intro and get oh, to the next man. one. But I have a hot take that it's not. You should not be that embarrassed by it. Really, really. I think in the long in in the landscape of dating shows, okay. I think that this one is honestly a, a bit more um, tame. I think that the people are actually sort of there to talk about, you know, I guess therapeutic ways of falling in love. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that trashy. The only reason I think it's a little bit different is because it it's in Atlanta. These are not people that like if it was in L.A., I'd be like, everyone wants to be on TV. That's what it is. Granted, they are all good-looking humans. I've made my point with mm-hmm. that. Throw in a dog, just something. And, and, and some of their jobs are like cre- content, content creator, creator and like yeah. brand manager. Yeah, yeah. But I think that some of them genuinely have good hearts. Yes, Jessica. I'm telling you, keep watching. Right. You will want to stab yourself in the eye oh, with this. I can't pitch. wait to keep watching. <laughs> keep watching. I'm telling you. Clap if you think that his career will still be just fine if he divorces her. 
Well, I don't know. You don't know. I honestly don't know if any of these people get married. Okay. In my opinion, one couple gets married. Out of how many? How many total? uh, There's, well... That's the thing. There are four that you will be watching, uh-huh. but we found out yesterday online two other couples were on the show. They just chose not to show them. Right. Boring. <gasps> Boring O's. Yeah. Yes. So, wow. you guys, I'm telling you, you have nine episodes to catch up on before midnight <laughs> on Thursday night. Midnight. Are you going to set te- your alarm for midnight on Thursday well, night? That's the problem. Like, usually they'd say midnight, and that's East Coast time. Mm-hmm. They come out at nine. No. Netflix screws us with this. It's mm. legit midnight. So, no. I'm just... Clap if you think that this marriage will never happen. That was all three of us. All right. Coming up next, we have uh, Kobe and Gigi, a celebration of life. We're going to do a recap of that. We're going to talk to somebody that was there. Yeah, we're talking to Dan Wokey, the uh, L.A. Times NBA writer. He was in Staples Center, and uh, he's got uh, sort of our eyewitness for the Mm -hmm. show. Yep. That's coming up next. Kevin in the Morning with Allie and Jensen. K-Rock. LA and OC's Alternative Rock. Carol QFM. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over Overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We have Dan Wykey on the phone from the LA Times. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. So, celebration of life for Kobe and Gianna. You were there. Yeah, it was part celebration, part uh, mourning. I mean, this was a, I mean, the, the thing, guys, that, I, that I've been thinking about since I left really was, um, I don't think I've ever seen Staples Center with so many people in it and so quiet at the same time when Vanessa Bryant was speaking. Um, poignancy was everywhere. And that, that to me, like the, the strength and courage she had. A woman who we don't really hear speak or, or haven't heard speak over the last twenty years ever, yeah. To come up and de- yeah, to come up and deliver um, a eulogy like that for her daughter and for her husband was uh, remarkably powerful. I remember at the exact time I was watching that, I was going, I couldn't do this. Mm-mm. There's yep. no way I could do this. It's no. just not possible. Even when she there was like started, a gasp. I was going to say there was like a gasp when they announced her. Like people were like, "Oh my god, she's going to do this!" Yeah, and there it was crazy. Yeah, I've sorry. never, I've never seen poise like that. First of all, from speakers that have, have made a whole career on that are speaking. great at speaking. Yeah, but as soon as she started and took the deep breath, I was like, "This is strength that I, I don't know. I don't know that strength." One thing she did that I thought was like incredibly important is um, obviously basketball was a huge part of who Gianna Bryant was, but mm-hmm. um, clearly not all. And I think, you know, in, in a world where we digest news via 
20 second clips online of her shooting 20 like turnaround jumpers and stuff like that. Like it was nice to hear her talk about her daughter as somebody who liked to watch baking shows and someone who liked to, you know, hold their sisters. And, and it was a more well-rounded portrait of one of the lives lost. And, and obviously Kobe is such a, is such a giant. And, and in this, you know, it, you feel sad and, and, and bad that for the other eight victims in a lot of ways, because of how overshadowed they are by just Kobe's immense sort of fame and impact on people. And I think it was nice to kind of get a more well-rounded sort of portrait of who Gianna Bryant was. And then obviously get back to what basketball meant to her. Cause clearly it was super important. Um, you know, you saw how many other, you know, people from the women's basketball world came yeah, to, was awesome. to pay their respects. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. And I guess my thing too, is I was really impressed with, I guess it's in the, the time of his life in which he passed away, but the focus of Kobe Bryant on being a dad and a perfectionist and a carpooler and these things that were, you know, <laughs> beyond the idea of the amount of points he scored. I mean, I thought that was kind of, the right way to eulogize him in, in 2020 at least yeah i think you're right jensen i i think it was something where um you you know obviously kobe Bryant is a flawed human being and, and, and i think one of the things people have around strength and uh, at least when i've talked to them is that you know he represents sort of improvement yeah self-improvement mm-hmm. and, and stuff and you know whether it's what happened in colorado or there was a time in his career when you know he, he very famously used like a gay slur on the court yeah um, and then by the time his career is over, he's chastising fans on Twitter for using words and stuff like that, that, that he represented improvement and that he always wanted to get better at stuff and, and kind of, you know, it was funny hearing him kind of text, you know, different coaches and stuff like that. Like, you know, what should we do with this? Um, uh, you know, if a team goes to man to man at this point in time and, and, and I would coach would be like, your kid's 12, man. Yeah, yeah, a too much. <laughs> but also you're Kobe. I mean, but at the same time, like, you know what it takes. Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, I think, in, 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 it, you know, it's funny. It's just one of those things that I think, too, that, you, you know, as a player, things were not only just so natural to him, but he was such, you know, such a maniacal worker and so self-focused that it was kind of, you know, it was fun to see kind of everybody kind of talk about him and share different sides of him that we didn't know. Like, I don't know about you guys, man. I, the, my big thing, I, I wrote this for the Times, like, I didn't know he was close with Michael Jordan. No one did. No one, no one did. Either, yeah. Not like that. Jeez. Hey, Dan, let me ask you. I know watching it, you're seeing, you know, J-Lo, cutaways of all the different basketball players. Sure. I didn't see any cutaways of LeBron. Was he there? It, it is a huge question, and it's one that has not been clearly answered to this point. So I, I don't know. Um, I know that the night before – um, we were standing at LeBron's locker and somebody asked him about kind of just general sort of an, another round of kind of Kobe Bryant questions. And, you know, LeBron has got Kobe's jersey still hanging in his locker where he keeps sort of his valuables that he's got a, a shelf he pulls it out and there's a, um, a neatly folded kind of shooting sleeve that has the 24 and like Kobe's like sort of the logo they've used to memorialize him as there so he sees it you know, before and after every game. Um, <clears throat> he he kind of said that it's like, it's really hard to keep going back there, that he didn't want to talk about, you know, any Kobe Bryant memories because he's done it so many times and that he kind of messes him up each time he does it. Now, that's not to say he might have been in a suite with his family. Um, he might not have been there. I, we, we don't know. I think we'll get clarity on that. Obviously, they play tonight. 
that'll get asked at some point. But as of right now, you're right. We we didn't see any cutaways of him. I mean, I feel like that, cutaways virtually everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's okay. I don't feel like we should sure. put our our judgments on how somebody's no, gonna well, people get have, through that moment. People haven't been judging Carmelo Anthony, who's had a pretty vocal problem. Like he has been having trouble moving forward. He you know he he yeah. didn't go on a road trip uh, after the death. Uh, was he there? I didn't see him. Yeah, I didn't no. see him either. Uh, yeah, and, and I think you know for some of the guys around the league, like. Schedule was schedule. I thought, to me, like from from a, a I think a Laker perspective, the, the coolest like group of people that I saw there, or, or the thing that I was like, wow, that's pretty powerful, was seeing Demar Derozan, Tim Duncan, yeah. uh, Greg Popovich, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. Yeah, um, guys, you, you know, ri- rivals for a long time. Yeah, like those kind, like that kind of group together. Um, those people didn't have to be there, and um, they were all really shook by this. I know that. You know, so the Spurs played two games in Staples Center pretty quickly after mm-hmm. Kobe's death. And talking to people around that organization, um, like Pop was dreading it because yeah. he knew that he was going to have to talk about Kobe twice. And um, Pop has lost his wife and, and just kind of, I, I think he spoke pretty, pretty, pretty curtly about it the first night. And then the second time, um, really, really sweetly, um, obviously cared about Kobe a lot as a competitor. And, and again, probably had a, a better relationship relationship with him than we realized because seems like Kobe was kind of like a friendship ninja. Yeah, he was a, a late night texter. It appears. Which, which, by the way, I wouldn't have guessed of him no. either. No, he's the one who said, uh, friends come and go, banners hang forever. I yeah. mean, that was his thing. I was surprised by he and Michael Jordan and also Shaquille O'Neal. I was happy to see him say we fought like brothers. Yeah, I was happy yeah, that that was, that was real. That that and and also he told a pretty funny joke. Very funny. <laughs> I thought the Shaq thing was rough. Um, you did just watching him. Yeah, kind of watching him sort of sprint through his speech. I, I mean, he's been really he, he's had a bad year. Yeah. Um and you know he lost his sister, he lost David Stern, yeah. or, or lost you, you know um, has lost a bunch of people, yeah. and then this and and you can see. I mean, the, kind of in everything that's happened. You know, since that crash, I'll never forget kind of watching him sit at the center court of Staples Center and, uh, you know, the the Tuesday after on TNT kind of just have his soul ripped open. And um, I was talking to Ernie Johnson about this, and Ernie Johnson said that, you know, there's a moment where he could see Shaq was really struggling. And if you rewatch that broadcast, he tries to throw it away and, like, bring in someone else. And Shaq is like, no, I got to do this. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's like he's been – He's been deeply affected by all of this. Uh, last question. Is is the NBA All-Star MVP the only thing we're going to see changed? I, I know people talking about the logo and stuff like that. Are they going to do more tributes to him over the time? I, you know, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we'll see some stuff like in the All-Star format. Like, I wouldn't be stunned if that 24-point ending thing was continued, it, although that seems like maybe it was it went a little long. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but to me, I think the All-Star MVP trophy, it's a trophy you won. Um, more than anybody else, tied for the most. Um, seems like kind of the fitting thing to do. And, and, and you know, lost all this is they're going to have to figure out something to do for David Stern still, too. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's only so many, seems kind of crass, but there's like only so many things you can name after people. Right. Yeah. yeah, it would be and weird if every, if every trophy was Kobe Bryant. Bryant. That would be odd. Yeah, though though yeah, kind really, of fitting, yeah. Yeah, the Kobe Bryant 24-second shot clock yeah. or something like <laughs> yeah, that. I, 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 don't, I don't think that'll be, that'll happen, but um, you know, I, I think they'll obviously they'll honor him again from the finals. They're going to honor Gigi at the WNBA draft. Yeah. And then um, the Hall of Fame will be sort of the next sort of round of uh, public grieving. Yes.
Well, Dan, we appreciate you taking the time today. Dan Wykey of uh, the LA, LA Times. Times. Yep. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Wykey Sports, and it's spelled W O I K E. Sports. For no reason, Dan. Your name is I'm not sure why, but yeah, we don't know. I'd be way more successful if it was like Dan Carp <laughs> or Dan Jones or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Dan, we appreciate your time today. Thank you. All right, guys. Be good. Bye, right, bye now. It's Kevin in the Morning with Allie and Jensen on K-Rock. The world famous K-Rock. What are we doing here, Jensen? Uh, listen, it's time for my guest list. Can you guess the guest list? Uh-huh. Guest list, y'all. jam right there. When Omar ends up with a hernia, we know what theme did it. Uh, So listen, what I do is I go to a website called Ranker, right? Mm -hmm. They have lists that are voted on by their uh, their visitors. Mm -hmm. Basically, they have different uh, top most popular, you know, what's the best this. They ask questions, they vote, and then they're listed in a top ten format. It's all they do. And then I ask you guys Mm -hmm. to tell me which things will show up in the top ten. Whoever gets the most, they are a winner. So we have to think, like... The unwashed masses. Yes. Okay. Like the grossos. Okay. Cool. 3,300 people voted on this one. Okay. I think this is kind of the most difficult since we've started okay. uh, me in charge of the guest list. All right. This is the most influential CEOs of all time. Uh, what up, nerd? Who cares? <laughs> this is the most influential CEOs and business owners okay. of all time. Okay. All right. So we will start. With Kevin Ryan. Papa John. <laughs> Papa John is number not one on the list. Oh. He's not on the list, okay. uh, unfortunately, but boy, mm. he should be. Uh, but you're thinking in the right direction. Okay. I'll tell you that much. Good. Uh, Allie. Tim Apple. Tim. Tim Cook. Tim Apple. You are alluding to Tim Cook. Yes. He is not on the list. But are think, you kidding? Think about it. Think about it. I, I think if you think about it. It might come together for you. But he's 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 in the thirties, but not not the what? top ten. Uh mugs. I just read an article today, mm-hmm. coincidentally, that his company, Amazon, will not be paying a single dollar in taxes. And mm-hmm. I was like, What? Oh, right. you're just learning that? Yeah. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos number nine. Jeff Bezos, who I think looks like Vin Diesel, no one else does. Uh Jeff Bezos number nine. Why isn't his company paying taxes? Uh, because they find corporate loopholes, bud. That's what puts them on the top ten list. It's mm. awesome that you're just realizing that. I need to find those corporate loopholes. Yeah. You know this there's, is, a, this you know there's woke, an election coming this up, This is right? woke mugs. Yeah. Woke mugs. Uh, Kevin, what are you thinking? Um, uh, the guy that ran Enron. The guy who ran <laughs> Enron. Ken. Not on the list. Okay. No, he, he was uh, influential in the mm. wrong way. Okay. Enron Ken. Uh, Allie McKay. Um... I think her name is Sarah, but she started Spanx, and God bless her, right? Uh, Who's with me? Sarah. Me, for sure. Not on the list. Okay. She All is right. a female billionaire, which yes, is rare. Yes. I agree. Amazing. Uh, we're moving on to Muggos. Let's go with Bill Motherfucking Gates. Number one, Bill Gates with the number one answer. Muggs, you are two up, right? <laughs> I'm two I up. Say, I couldn't remember his name, so I wrote Black Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> 
We would have taken that. Huh? Wait, is that not Wait, him? Wait, no, that's, that's not, not him. him. That's not him. Moving you on. You keep thinking. You keep thinking. Oh, Moving Bill on. Bill Gates is the alive one. <laughs> oh, what is happening right now? <laughs> Moving on to Kevin. Kevin, what you got? There was a guy. I think his name was uh, Sully John. <laughs> the guy with the player? Sully, who forced Steve Jobs out of Apple for like 10 years. Uh, no, that's the guy that dated Kathy Griffin. That's oh. Wozniak. Yeah. Sully is the guy who uh, was thought, in a plane yeah, and yeah. ran into uh, birds. Yeah. Uh, so, no, that guy is not a top CEO, Kevin. <laughs> okay. uh, moving on, let's go to Allie McKay. The black turtleneck guy. The black turtleneck guy. Yeah, that was the head of a- Apple. The name was just said, Allie. What's his name? What's his name? Are you being serious yes, right now? Yes, she is. <laughs> the name was literally he just said 20 it. seconds ago, Sully? Kevin. Sully? Oh, my Oh, my. What just happened? All right. I mean. I don't know if we can give it to her. You literally just said it. it's unreal. What? Are you serious? You said the black turtleneck guy's name in his answer. When you said it, what did it sound like? I'll tell you when it's my turn, which I think is next. Uh, It's it's a black turtleneck guy will not work, but Muggs, say the name. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. He said it. He Steve said Jobs. it in his answer, okay. Allie. Okay. Holy oh, he replaced moly. Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That, was, that was about 40 seconds before. <laughs> is there any way to give question. you a negative one? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, hey, Kevin, any answers you want to give with the name in it that then Allie will then ignore? You go ahead. Your turn. Uh, the CEO of Trump University. Trump University. That would be Donald Trump, and he okay. is not on no. the top 10 list. All right. Uh, all right. Moving on. Let's go back to Allie, who I just can't wait to see where she goes. I, uh, I, I am not doing good. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, what about... You're going to die when you hear the list, because you're going to be like, these are very obvious. How about like the McDonald's guy that found McDonald's? Ray Kroc, number 13, oh, not okay, in the top okay. 10. But you, right. You're getting there. You're okay. getting there. Uh, all right, Muggs. Well, since I'm up two and nobody else has any points, I'm going to go for comedy right now. Okay. All right. Who's the girl... It spoke like this when she put all those oh, machines yeah. in the, the supermarket. The uh, blood test girl. <laughs> what was her name? The blood test girl. Also the blood black test girl. Yeah, also, <laughs> right? She's not on the list. I don't think there's any way for anyone to come back here, but let's do one last round, uh, Kevin. I don't know the person's name, but Twitter's not making money. No, uh, mm. that's Jack. Jack. Not on the list, Jack. Mm. Not on the list. Uh, Allie, your last one. MySpace Tom. MySpace Tom, not on the list, though very cool. Uh, All right, Muggs, your last one. Let's go with um, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yes. Crazy enough, I was shocked to see that Mark Zuckerberg is number 18. So he's not not in the top 10. He's top 10. You're going to hear it and you're going to be pretty shocked. So we have a winner here. I think you got two or three. I got two. All right. Well, congrats to you. Uh, Muggs taking it home. I nope. had zero. I think Allie was below zero. Let's go to number 10. Number 10 is Andrew Carnegie. So Carnegie Mellon. That's the hardest one on the mm. list. The rest, you, on. I, the rest I think you'll make sense. Jeff Bezos, number nine. Right? We got that. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Elon Musk. Oh! I thought for sure you would get that. Him with the rock throwing it into a window. Uh, number seven, the owner of Walmart uh, and Sam's Club, Sam Walton. Oh, oh sure. All right. Sure, that guy. John D. Rockefeller, number six. A Rockefeller? You could. I would have even just taken Rockefeller hmm. as the name. Number what five. What did he create? A, a bunch of stuff. Rockaware? Business. Oh, and, Rockaware. No, he did not do Rockaware. <laughs> do the Rockaware. He did that. No, he also did not yep. create okay. the Rockaware. Yeah. Uh, number five, Warren Buffett. Oh, I thought for sure, sure. you'd get Warren Buffett. Sure. Number, got that parrot. Number four, different guy again. 
<laughs> Number four, the turtleneck guy, Steve Jobs. Mm. Number three, you guys, I'm so disappointed mm-hmm. in you, Walt Disney. Oh! Number three. And number two, I'm even more disappointed in you. And Knots. not just because Disney and this guy. No, it's not Knotts. <laughs> Mr. Knotts and his Barry <laughs> It's Henry Ford. Oh, the Ford. Sure. I oh, the sort car. of assumed that they were still alive. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I assumed the list was of people that were no, alive. they're dead people. Him and Nikola Tesla. Wow. No, and number one is Bill Gates, which you guys wow. know. Wow. So... I mean, that's a We're success, dumb. right? Who's wow. the black turtleneck guy? Black turtleneck guy? I mean, uh, who's it? who is it? Uh. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> this is Kevin in the morning. Kevin in the morning. The world famous K-Rock. K-Rock. Time for April Foolishness. Ladies and gentlemen, the world famous K-Rock is proud to present the funniest show on earth. April Fools! Saturday, April 4th at Microsoft Theater. Performing on stage! Adam Carolla. I don't like the word anus. Steve O. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Jen Kirkman. If we only have five years left, I'm living totally wrong. Like, I will start smoking again. I'll put butter on my face. I'll fuck someone's husband. Like, I will change my life. Adam Ray. You get farted on during a fight? Hey, guess what? You lose that fight! Jeff Garland. I spent a night in jail, yes. Fortune Feimster. I love being a fat kid. You know why? No one ever tried to snatch me. <laughs> and music from Clown This. <laughs> April Fools! <laughs> it's April Foolishness. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. and K-Rock Street Team pre-sale is Thursday at 10 a.m. Go to krock.com for details. K-Rock. Driven by your helpful SoCal Honda dealers and the Rand Max of Helpfulness. A lot right. to unpack. There you go. A lot what? to unpack. Adam Carolla. First of all, it's uh, Saturday, uh, April 4th at mm-hmm. Microsoft Theater. Yes. Adam Carolla, Fortune Feimster. Who's so funny, by the way. If Agreed. you haven't seen her Netflix special, go watch it tonight. Jeff Garland. From Curb Your Enthusiasm, Jeff Garland? Yep. From the Goldbergs, Jeff Garland? Yep. The one that everyone thinks is Harvey Weinstein? Yep. Weinstein. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. He's in You can't jail. play in this still, game. I'm still guest listing it, really. <laughs> it's Steve Jobs, really, if you need Good to night. know. Uh, Jen Kirkman. Hilarious. So funny. Love. Uh, Adam Ray. A show favorite. Yes. Steve-o. Steve-o. <gasps> Who, by the way, we haven't decided yet when he's going to do the uh, tattoo of mu- on mugs. We, well, it's going to play into April Foolishness is what I'm hearing. All right. So we're going to have Steve-o have... in here. We're going to figure it out okay. and then hopefully have some sort of reveal. Plus, uh, special guest Clownvis is going to play uh, some music for us. What? Yeah. Say it again. Special guest Clownvis. Uh, this Clownvis? I mean, the dude is. The dude. Um. <laughs> not sure what it just happened. A TV in the studio just went just on. Just went on like poltergeist. That no idea how. That is weird. Is the clown of uh, the ghost of Clownvis here? Wouldn't that be great? Wait, he's not a ghost. He's He's a, a clown and an Elvis impersonator. Yes. Both same put time. together. Put together. Yeah. And he's going to be also at the show. Performing music. Correct, yes. So the uh, public's on sale is this Friday at 10 a.m. at AXS.com, but there's a K-Rock exclusive pre-sale this mm-hmm. Thursday at 10 a.m. Uh, mm-hmm. at Access.com, and just go to K-Rock.com and get the uh, password. And this you can buy them fun. on Thursday morning. And will be there? Uh-huh. Correct. No, I'm saying that as like a... Yes. Not a negative. We're, it's good that we're... It's positive that we're all going to be there. 
I mean, sure, but You're, if uh, no one's... really selling this. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be there. We're going to have fun. Yes, but people don't need to be excited about us being there. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Actual yeah. Because we have actual comedians, yes. And as usual, the proceeds benefit the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund and Cedar sinai NICU. Wonderful. Yes. So Friday on sale for everybody, Thursday at 10 a.m. on sale for K-Rock. You can go to krock.com for all the information. Yep. K-Rock, LANOC's Alternative Rock. Kevin in the Morning with Ali and Jensen. K-Rock QFM. Ladies and gentlemen, the world-famous K-Rock is proud to present the funniest show on Earth. April Foolishness. April Fools. Saturday, April 4th at Microsoft Theater. Performing on stage. <laughs> Adam Carolla. I don't like the word anus. Steve-O. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Jen Kirkman. If we only have five years left, I'm living totally wrong. Like, I will start smoking again. I'll put butter on my face. I'll f*** someone's husband. Like, I will change my life. Adam Ray. You get farted on during a fight? Hey, guess what? You lose that fight. Jeff Garland. I spent a night in jail, yes. Fortune Feimster. I love being a fat kid. You know why? No one ever tried to snatch me. <laughs> and music from Clownvis. <laughs> April Fools! <laughs> it's April Foolishness. Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. and K-Rock Street Team pre-sale is Thursday at 10 a.m. Go to krock.com for details. K-Rock! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I don't know why Florida is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful state. It continues is. to give it's and give. Stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even when it goes off into the ocean and falls off the United States, it's still going to bring us stories like this. So we ask, what's up with Florida? You goddamn people in Florida! you bunch of bastards! Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? You always have the craziest news. What's up with you? We've all heard of emotional support dogs and pigs and even Lucha Libre mini horses. But when it comes to one man named Nelson Gibson getting dialysis treatment in Port St. Lucie, Florida, well, his idea of what will make him very comfortable is much different than maybe anyone else. But doesn't necessarily make sense for a health center. So let's hear from a news report what exactly he wanted to carry around with him. It's slightly taller than Nelson Gibson. Giving two thumbs up with a big smile. It's President Donald Trump and Gibson can take him anywhere he wants. Well a life-size cardboard cutout of him. That's right. It is a what? life-size cardboard cutout stand-up of Donald Trump giving you With two, two thumbs, thumbs up. up. 
That's where, right. Where where does he bring it? He wants to bring it with him everywhere, but the problem he has right now is for his dialysis treatment, which is, you know, in a large group in a hospital with a lot of other people. He wants to stand it up next to him. So like he, support. Yeah, so he yeah. feels his presence. Uh, it was given to him by his son. He's been carrying around smaller ones for a long time. Sure. This is his first over six foot one that's causing problems. <laughs> she said it was too much. This was okay, but the other one was too much. And she says, you know, this is not a rally. Which, of course, it doesn't show like it's a rally. Right. It's just a picture. Guy's very upset. Right. It's just yeah. a six foot five picture. But Nelson does make a point with the BS that he has to put up with from other patients. I'm, I'm with him here. Gibson said some patients at the center sing while getting dialysis, some pop bubble wrap. Okay, that's awful. Like, honestly, your six foot five Trump is better than bubble wrap while I'm getting dialysis I love bubble treatment. Wrap. Uh, but for now, he's fighting the decision. Uh, but as it stands, he cannot take Donald Trump with him for dialysis treatment, which is sad. Uh, a Florida man named Nicholas Imhoff, 29 years old, was arrested this past week in Billings, Montana, speeding down the famous I-90, which sounds innocent enough. Sure. Uh, he was driving a minivan. Well, how much crime could you do in a minivan? Mm, which he said, surprised. right? Which you do a lot. Said, You'll learn. Which <laughs> he said was for his family, but that wasn't exactly what cops found out as they ran the plates and searched the vehicle. It was a van that he rented down in Las Vegas. When he started acting nervous, they seized the van. They were like, "Something's going on here. We have to figure it out." And what did they find? In an underfloor, underfloor storage compartment. Oh no! Seventy-eight pounds of meth. Oh, wow. That's 282,000 individual doses. That is the largest amount of meth ever seized in a traffic stop. 68 pounds was found in 2017 for anyone keeping score at home. Eighty-seven or 78 pounds, that's a 12-year-old, if you're looking for a metaphor. Wow. As to how much. He's currently in possession. Uh, that's it, a 12-year-old made of meth. Yes, and which, by the way, I'm into for a Marvel superhero, if anyone's <laughs> looking. Uh, he's currently in custody for possession of methamphetamines with intent to distribute, which is good, because uh, I was nervous it was all for himself. Uh, do you remember the classic game show Supermarket Sweep? Yes. yes. All right, well, it's coming back with I Leslie know. Jones' host, which we're all excited about. But Stefan Short of Daytona Beach, Florida, has a game plan for the show. Unfortunately, he tried it in real life. Uh, when a store manager and civilian caught him stealing from the Save-A-Lot in DeLand, Florida, mm-hmm. they decided to pin him down and call 911. We've all heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Like a you know, store manager being like, you can't steal from here. Call the cops. And as they waited for the police to come, Short fought back as hard as he could, trying to get out of their grips, and he finally found a way. He wiggled and shimmied until he was completely out of his clothes Naked and free. What? That's right. Out of his clothes, he ran outside naked, and when the cops saw him, stakes were tumbling out of his pants that he had half off. Actual stakes, and they decided to shoot the man with a taser, thus giving up the escape, and $41.24 of ribeyes. How many stakes in his pants? They said it was at least four. Oh, my God. Yeah, $41 worth, so expensive stakes, I guess. Mm. He's being held without bail for first-degree petty theft. No word yet on the tasers making the stakes medium or well done. Oh, dear. You know what? (laughs) They always say, one DUI, shame on me. Four DUI, shame on me. I made that up, but you have to imagine that's what Jonathan Connors, 32 years old out of Florida, is saying to himself when he was arrested for a fourth DUI after refusing to take a breath test. Uh, Police pulled him over on Gulf Boulevard after they noticed his tag lights were too dim, so you couldn't see his license plate. Mm -hmm. And when they came to his window, he quickly admitted he was high as F after smoking marijuana earlier in the night. But the cops smelled alcohol in his breath, and he exhibited signs of unsteady balance, and he failed a field test. So that was his fourth DUI. And you'd think that's the most impressive thing about him, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's not. What? Listen to the rap sheet on John Connors. 
Four DUIs, several charges of driving with a suspended license, possession of drug paraphernalia, refusing testing, four marijuana possessions, four driving without headlights, two resisting arrests. How is he still out? Two running a stop sign, one open container, one fleeing police, one cocaine possession, battering a police officer, and a partridge in a pear tree. And guess what? He was released again this weekend. $10,000 What's happening? Only in Florida. Last one. When you buy a new house, sometimes when digging up in the backyard, you'll find a dead pet or two. That's about it. That happens. What? Yeah, no, that it happen happens. Sure, it happens a lot. Yeah, you find like shoe boxes and little little nutty or whatever your cat's name was. Little nutty. Yeah, that's my rap <laughs> name. That's, the, that's the best cat's name ever. Sense. Also my rap name. Uh, well, not in Gainesville, Florida. When a home inspector doing an estimate called police because he found preserved jars. Let's hear what they found. Oh, no. He opened up the jar and saw what looked like uh, some human tongues. Oh, oh no. no. Human tongues. Jars and jars of human tongues oh, no. dating back to the 60s. And here's who the tongues belong to. The tongues and human tissue belong to Dr. Ronald Bowman. Bowman tells First Coast News the remains were to be used for research on thyroid problems. Mm-hmm. Not buying it. Not buying that. All right. So now the police had to find a motive for this professor. They're still working on it as of us recording this. (laughs) They are trying to figure out if he's telling the truth or not because, you know, the explanation is the most Florida thing you'll ever hear. It was a a cool area for the stuff to be preserved. Uh, But with his work uh, at the university and everything he was doing, he never got back around to doing the additional research. Right. And then he just left all the tongues. Then he just left the tongues out. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all, I mean... We've heard this before. Yeah. We all find ourselves. I mean, at least I moved my tongues. I have about 70 tongues. Yeah, and yeah. you know that when it's time to move, you got to take your tongues out. Sure, of course. Right. Obviously. It'd be well, ridiculous. Now they're testing the tongues to figure out if it jives with the motive. And until then, Ugh. that's what's up with Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? QFM. We made the announcement earlier this hour, the mm-hmm. 12th annual Kevin in the Morning with Allie and Jensen. April Foolishness is Saturday, April 4th at Microsoft Theater. It features Adam Carolla, Fortune Feimster, Jeff Garland, Jen Kirkland, uh, Adam Ray, Steve-O, and special guest Clownvis. The music of Clownvis. Uh, the the uh, K-Rock exclusive pre-sale is Thursday at 10 a.m., so go to krock.com for that info if you would like to do that. And everybody else could buy tickets at 10 a.m. on Friday. Yep. Ellie, what's happening? We talked yesterday about how the uh, memorial for Kobe and his daughter Gigi was going to be 10 a.m. to about 1 p.m. And we were like, that's a long time. How are they going to fill that up? And it's not going to be such a downer and it's just going to be so upsetting. Well, they did. They filled it up with really uplifting, beautiful things um, from Alicia Keys sitting down to play Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. You had Christina Aguilera that sang Ave Maria. Beyonce kicked it all off singing EXO and Halo. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful, but I think the most poignant moment and the moment that I think got so many people just right in the gut and right in the heart was seeing the strength that Kobe's widow, Vanessa Bryant, exhibited that was just, it was complete, she was the personification of grace up there. To be able to share stories about her daughter Gigi and her husband Kobe with the world yeah. on that stage was absolutely mind-boggling to me. It was beautiful, but here's just um, a couple clips of Vanessa. God knew they couldn't be on this earth without each other. Babe, you take care of our Gigi. And I got Nani, Bibi, and Coco. We're still the best team. 
She was amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, also... Did we even know she was going to speak? Uh, no, they didn't even know if they'd attend. They had no real word wow. if they were going to be there. And not only that, like, this is a, a woman who actively avoided being in the spotlight for yeah. 20 years, yep. avoided interviews, uh, and, and no one really knew what to expect when she went up there to speak. And, yeah. and obviously everyone was blown away. We had uh, Jimmy Kimmel that was the... Um, the I don't know, host. MC-ish? Yeah, the (laughs) MC of it. And we all know a side of Jimmy that I think a lot of people are seeing now more and more with um, the birth of his son and what he went through with him. And he is a very emotional man, a man that is very in touch with his emotions. And he is the epitome of compassion and empathy. And I knew as soon as he got up there, I'm like, oh, it's a matter of moments before Jimmy starts crying. Mm -hmm. And and it it happened very well, quickly. Unfortunately, and- they introduced him as the guy that was going to help guide us through right, today. Yeah, right. and he's like, you picked the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> he is who I would want. Agreed. Just guiding our way through it because he is unafraid to show how much he feels about things, and I think that is a beautiful, beautiful thing about Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Um, a real moment of levity when Shaq got up there, and if you can watch this back as well, it is because amazing. it's amazing, and he almost seems. We talk about when comedians play huge arenas and how you have to almost wait for the laugh to come back and hit you. You can see it when Shaq delivers this story. The day Kobe gave my respect was the guys were complaining. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe, there's no I in team. And Kobe said, I know, but there's an in me in that (laughs) (laughs) Did it look like Shaq was surprised? 100%. By the response, hit so hard and so fast. I mean, it was also a great job. I went back and told Rick and and Big Shot Bob, I said, just get the rebound. He's not passing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then when when the uh, coach from Connecticut also... He was great, too. He he said he was like, it was so funny when Kobe would call me for coaching advice when he started coaching his daughter. He said, and the the most uncoachable player in the NBA calling to get coaching advice. It was nice to see people also sort of admit to Kobe Bryant's weird yeah. tendencies as a player. Yeah, yeah. he's ball hog. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, hated passing. <laughs> um, and then we saw Michael Jordan, who we don't hear from ever. That's no. what I was thinking before this. I was thinking, when was the last time I saw Michael Jordan in public? Talking about undies on a plane, maybe. <laughs> yeah, with a weird uh, Hitler like stash. Haynes, but yeah. that's about it. But yeah. yet to see him get truly emotional and talk about the deep connection that him and Kobe had that none of us knew about. Didn't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crime meme for the next. I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. So great. He wishes it was three or four years. And by the way, that may have neutralized it. That may he may have taken the meme and redesigned it so it's never going to be used against him. That is the first time he's ever ever acknowledged acknowledged it. Acknowledged it. Yep. It was, and everybody also at that moment just died. Oh, I yeah. did. I popped. So it was so good. I screamed it when yeah. I was watching because it because we were all thinking it as yeah. he was up there and got emotional. I'm like, oh my god, he's the living, breathing meme right yeah. now. Yep. And then he felt the need to acknowledge it, and it couldn't have been 
better. And so, for years, too, people have talked about how he's unable to get his emotions and, and able yeah, to speak. And, he's and a then, robot. Yeah, yeah, look at him. He yeah. was an incredible speaker. So yeah. a lot of shocks. It was it, a beautiful surprise about his friendship with Kobe. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, that no one, no knew. one knew. Like, they yeah. would text back and forth all the time. Yeah, and I love and that he my, talked about it. He was annoyed by yes. it at first. He was annoyed then, by my little brother, yeah, he said. Came, I love that. Came back around to just, it was such a beautiful friendship that they had established over the years. But... I mean, kudos go out to everybody at AEG and Staples Center that put that together under the hardest of circumstances with, I believe, Saturday they had a doubleheader, Sunday they had a doubleheader, to be able to turn all that around and to be working on this probably nonstop. Mm -hmm. So it was so beautifully done and such a beautiful homegoing for Kobe and Gigi. So it was lovely. It really was. It was was perfect. Not easy. Not easy at all. Could have gone south at any point. I'll tell you, as uh, everyone knows, your boy, I'm your boy, went to the Michael Jackson funeral Mm -hmm. uh, years and years ago. And I went there thinking that would also be sort of an S show, a bit of a circus. And it was not. It was also really well put together and emotional and touching and uh, for some reason, there these memorials that are done in public that you would think would be produced t- terribly because they don't have a lot of time, and they always pull it off. So kudos to all them, yeah. whoever whoever has to Great. work twenty four hours a day to get that put together. They they deserve a ton of applause. Absolutely. Some birthdays for you: Ric Flair, Chelsea Handler. Oh, that was for Chelsea Handler. She is a huge WWE fan. A lot, of, head, yeah. a lot of people don't know that. Jamila Jamil. And I would like to um, read an email that I received okay. from a man named Pavon, who said, I missed the 6 a.m. what's happening, so maybe you caught it then, but please don't tell me you're going to let a classic moment with Kevin go by. What? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, how did I, I respond to him? I don't even remember responding to him. And then I realized he sent this same email a year ago <laughs> when I forgot to play this as well. So, sir or ma'am, this is for you. Thanks, Pavon. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Did you know that going into when you started on the second office, uh, when you were on the outside office, not the main one? That, that was a, a question you Kevin. literally asked Rashida Jones about not being on the original office, meaning the English version, mm-hmm. I assume, the UK version. No, they... Oh, no. Walk us through it. The, the Pits- Where is it set? In Pittsburgh or whatever the... Wherever the office yeah. is, they uh-huh. showed another office that she was in, and they brought in some of that cast into Got it. the okay. original. It, it was didn't a... have anything to do with the British one. Right. Okay, let's hear it again. I don't... Okay. Yeah, yeah. one more time. A little bit. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Did you know that going into when you started on the second office, uh, when you were on the outside office, not the one, main one? <laughs> that was a moment you know how sometimes, You know how sometimes, sometimes I say, that was really clear in my head. Yes. Just, it yeah. got messed up. Yeah. That was not clear. That was not clear. Okay. No, okay. I have okay. no idea right. what just happened right there. No, absolutely. Well. Just as Jensen says, I was just saying words. Yeah. Just throwing I mean, them out. Uh, we've all had a morning like that. Mm-hmm. I just had one during the <laughs> guest list. So listen to that. And that's what's happening. All right. You had a secret life. Mm-hmm. Coming up next. Kevin in the morning with Ali and Jensen, KROQ, K-Rock. Madison Bumgarner uses a fake name to regularly participate in a rodeo. What? I mean. What? This is bonkers. This is one of the weirdest stories I've ever seen. 
Yeah, I mean, he's an MVP in Major League Baseball. And two guys from the Atlantic were just, I don't know, scrolling a Facebook page for a rodeo. And they're Which, like, by the way, they need to explain. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another story coming out um, in The Athletic. I'm sorry, I said Atlantic. In The Athletic. But um, they see this picture and they're like, wait a minute, who's this guy Mason Saunders that looks a lot like Madison Bumgarner? Yeah, it's it's Madison. He has been competing, devised this little name, Mason Saunders, and he's making tens of thousands of dollars on the rodeo circuit. You guys, this, this is, is amazing. Guy, this is a guy who just signed an $85 million deal, yes. right? Yeah, I mean, that's the to thing. To play for the Arizona guy, Diamondbacks. You have to assume he's using a fake name because insurance-wise, he would oh, never be able to participate ever. in a rodeo yeah. ever. It's crazy. What? How? Why? I love it. He loves the rodeo. Who? <laughs> I mean, him and Garth Brooks. We oh, speaking it. of Garth Brooks, that's the only other secret life I could come up with. Yes. Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Quite a secret life he Even had. Even Garth hated that. Yeah. <laughs> that. That album sold so little, it stayed a secret. Yeah. yeah. Who was the guy on, was it 60 Minutes? There was a newsman that had two different families. Really? The, the whole time. Oh. No. Yeah, you don't remember Was that it the story? guy with the crazy eyebrows? I don't think so. Andy Rooney? So, I don't think yes. Andy Rooney found no, two women so. to marry him. That would be Not a... just women, <laughs> families. So like wife and kids in no. two different locations on like it was a continuous thing. I, so I, he would say, you know what, I gotta work this weekend and he'd go see his other family. You've no. you've heard of those kind of stories t- a ton of times. Too much. Yeah, like I, I had heard it even growing up in my neighborhood that there was a guy who just had two houses. One in, like, Tarzana and one in Woodland Hills, and he would just go in between them, and they didn't know about each other. That That's sound, By the way, that sounds so tiring. It does. I can't, I can't even have one house and not be tired all day. Charles Kuralt. That's who it was. Charles <gasps> Kuralt. Had a second family. One in New York City, and then, oh my gosh, a Montana family. Yep. <laughs> and it was discovered, like, he'd been doing it for, like, what, ten years or something? Two years after his death. They found out about this. This is huge. By the way. Oh, because didn't his second family like come out and say, hey, by the way, we're also his family. We need some of the inheritance, I think. Oh, good God. Is how that came also, out. Also, he does not look like a man who uh, should no, be able to no, have two no. different wives and families. He doesn't look like a player. No. No. Not at all. Mm-mm. All right. We're going to take your calls. 1-800-520-1067. You have a secret life. You had a secret life. Or, or someone you know. Someone you know had a secret life or mm-hmm. has one. Or uh, your dad. I mean, I would like to hear about his two homes. You can <laughs> you can call now. 1-800-520-1067. You can be anonymous if you'd like. Please. If that helps. If, that's, if that helps you. Sure. Have a secret life with us. Is because we care about you. Yes. Right. Dave, what do you got? <laughs> Other than my dad, who also had a secret life. Um, what? Yeah. Really? Uh, well, well yeah. you can't just yeah. bl- blow past that. I mean, you don't that. have to go into t- t- crazy detail, but he had a different family? Yeah, of course. Didn't yeah, know. T- of turns course. out. Yeah, I mean, don't, of course. I mean, don't all dads have secret families? No. Uh, no. Like, don't you don't, you don't find that. out about a sister, like, when you're 12, and you're like, yeah, you're 12, too. <laughs> cool. <laughs> By the way, Dave, have you ever brought this up on the radio before? Yes, of course. Okay, good. Because it's great. It makes us love you more. He just wanted to run right through that okay. <laughs> no but uh i had a friend who took another job in, an, in another city or the same city but got a non-compete so mm. she had to move to a different city oh. and then change her name and operate under a separate name with separate emails separate business cards everything because in nightlife you would get sued. So, but that ends after a certain time, and then they get to go to their normal name. It ended at about three years wow. after, and she pulled it off, which was amazing because wow. she was working with 
The so former in your contract, company, it says you can't work with a competitor. Yeah. yeah. So she did that to work with a competitor. Competitor. Wow. And got away with it and for three years? And got away with it for three years. And she worked with the company she, yes. ha- she under, left under, under a the, different name. It, it was almost <gasps> like, brilliant. it was almost Black Klansman-like. That's baller. Wow. Yeah. wow. yeah, so that was very cool, and it was very fun. To find very cool. Because, <laughs> because, got away with you know, it. because no, we're in the same area, and we got to call her the, a different name. Like, oh, That's yeah, 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 don't remember, I'm Sarah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Sorry oh, about wow. that. Oh, so you're playing along with it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, see. Yeah, we, we, we participated we in the, the Secret Life. We should sue Dave we should for something. Dave. I don't know We what. can figure it out. <laughs> Be very cool. I do know some people who have, like, publishing deals under like a certain artist name and then Well they do that a lot, do they not? Well, it's not necessarily right to do. But then you would write it under a different name or put it under like your parents' name. Like a not a ghostwriter, but you Oh wait, that was a Hallmark movie. Where she, <laughs> oh no. dear God. Yeah, he didn't want to use his real name, then this woman fell in love with him and she's like, I'm gonna get to the bottom of who he is and yeah. he's like, Oh, I hope you don't and then she did and she's like, You've been lying to me and he's like, I love you, let's save Christmas <laughs> And then a leprechaun comes out. Yeah, and, and it's like, I'm in the IRA. Uh, okay. I thought I saw that on Catfish, though. <laughs> I, I, yeah. do, I do think people change their name a lot in movies they don't want to be incorporated with. Yeah, or that like, does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the aliases just to keep your professional life clean is probably good. But example. how crazy is it that a professional baseball player with an $85 million contract is... is- to play competing in the rodeo. That's totally it. nuts. That's yeah. crazy. All right, we're going to take your calls coming up. 1 800 520 1067. Juggled two women, both pregnant. Great. <gasps> is one of the calls on hold. We'll get to that next. All right. KROQFM. It's Kevin in the morning. The world famous K Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk to Kathy from Watertown, Massachusetts, streaming us now. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. So uh, good morning to all of you, Allie, Jensen, everybody. Thank. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy to have you. So, my story goes: I was my family was living in Mexico. Uh, we were coming over because my father had said residence here in the United States. Mm-hmm. So the day that we came over from um, Mexico to find my father, we went to the address that was listed on all the envelopes that he would send um, money to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got there and found out that he was living with another woman, right. had uh, a family with her. Oh, and, my God. Uh, so here we are, brand new to the States, don't know anybody. Um, my mom managed, which was great, but he had a completely different family. Now, the kicker part is years later, and he wasn't kind of involved with my family. My first catechism, I see my father so excited thinking he's there for me. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, he's there for his son from the other family. Oh, oh my God. God. Did he and, not know you were coming to the United States? Um, he Eventually, well, I found out later on that we were on the last day to make it into the states, or else we our entry was denied. So we, I don't think he thought we were going to make it. He was like, "Don't worry about them; they're denied." (laughs) Kind of, kind of. Then when we found him, we found him with another family, and I have a sister who's six months younger than me. Wow! Wow! And wait, you keep in touch with that family as well? 
Oh, hell no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. They're, they're dead to me. He's dead to me. No, oh, no. Kathy. Hell no. Well, good for oh. you for surviving that. That's insane. <laughs> Thank you. It's only a couple years of therapy, but I'm good now. You're good now. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Madison Bumgarner uses a fake name to regularly participate in rodeos. <laughs> He's a guy who plays for the Arizona Diamondbacks. With like $80 million contract. $85 million contract. Yeah, pushing his body to the limits for a <laughs> weekend hobby. <laughs> Let's uh, talk uh, hidden lives, secret lives with Michelle from Whittier. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Morning. So, your story. So, I was on and off with my daughter's dad for almost six years. Mm-hmm. And he passed away. I lived with him for almost a year out of there too and he passed away and his mother he passed away from a heart attack and his mother had to tell me that he was married and was also with his wife wait he wasn't married to you no they no, they, he was daddy. Okay. To me, no but he was married to another person for six years while he was having the baby with her yes and he had a son and he brought the son around us we knew the son the son knew his sister the son had to lie to his own mother about us. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's brutal. That doesn't sound good. No. That's okay. sad. Uh, wait, okay. One last question about it. Do you still keep mm-hmm. in touch with that son, and did you end up talking to the wife ever? No, no. No. The son doesn't. The wife won't let the son have anything to do with us or mostly part of his family. Mm. Oh, I didn't man. expect this out of a starting point. This got real sad. This got real bummer. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Michelle. All right, right. listen. Secret I mean, lives. It's cool that he's dead, though, right? Secret lives, but funny. No. <laughs> I <Okay>. mean, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool wow. that he's dead. Let's go to Ernest mm-hmm. in Temecula. Good morning. Yeah. Hi. Uh, good morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, good morning, party people. Good morning. Yeah. My. <laughs> oh, sorry to cut you guys off. No worries. No. <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah. So. Um, a couple years, uh, about ten years ago, my grand, uh, one of my grandfather's brothers, he he went missing from his house, and he's not really that senile, but he's getting really old. He's like in his mid, uh, mid to to early eighties, mm-hmm. and we couldn't we couldn't find him for almost a, a day and a half, and we're like, where the hell is he? And we actually found him on the border of Mexico at a bus stop. Okay, and. Uh, we asked when we got him home. We asked him, well, "What were you doing?" And he was like, "Yeah, I went to go see uh, my daughter and my my family, and no one knew oh, well, they, that it, he had a second family." Well, he really did. They didn't assume it was just him talking as an old man. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like he, you guys found out he had a whole different family. Yeah, exactly. And no one knew about it for about seventy years. <laughs> did you say seventy? Seventy like- years. Well, yeah, he was he was in his uh, late eighties, uh, right. so it's probably about. So probably about 50 years we didn't know about it. That's crazy. That's a crazy long time to hide that. Very weird Coco reboot. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> Just like it's that. It's crazy because he was a really good family man. He was always home and no one knew about it until that day that he went missing. He was always home because when he went missing, he was also home. <laughs> That's a, why. He was technically always home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for the call. We appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Let's go to John, mm-hmm. who is calling from Whittier. Good morning, John. Good morning, guys. How are you all? We good are good. Morning. I'm looking forward to uh, April Foolishness. As are we. Thank you. We've done it a bunch of times. All right, so my story is very similar to the newscaster. Yes. When my ex-wife's uncle died, we found out that his business 
in San Francisco was not business. Right. It was right. an entirely different family. I don't know, John. I feel like he was getting down to business. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Thank that's you, Tom. Thank one. you. You can see me at April Foolishness. <laughs> we made it fun. All right, see? I'll give you to that one. All right. We made it funny. Thank you, John. We appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Where should we go? I'd go to Alex on yeah. line six. Okay. Alex, good morning. What's up, my bitches? What's up, Alex? <laughs> so uh, my nephew, uh, my, sister's, uh, my sister's kid just recently had a 23andMe gifted to him by his girlfriend. Okay. Mm-hmm. And after he got his results, he got an additional follow-up email saying, hey, we found a potential family member out here. Is it okay if we match your samples together? He approves. Apparently, they're a match. And then me and my sister, and we're all investigating, like, who could this be? And then um, they found her on Instagram. They get they got their contact information. And it turns out it's one of my brother's uh, daughters. <gasps> wow. So that nobody knew existed? No. And this guy's known for secret families. We already had found <laughs> one. This guy's known for secret families. <laughs> I've known for, like, hip-hop trivia and How stuff. How is that this a thing guy- you're known for? Kevin's known for being on the radio for 30 years. Allie was on TV. This guy, Secret Families. That's his thing. He was a player back then. He's the, the best at it. Oh, He's man. pretty good at it. He's the Michael Jordan of Secret Families. Oh, man. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Alex. Uh, let's go to Curtis. Good morning, Curtis. Good morning. Good morning, Curtis. Getting some so, cra- uh, cra- crazy stories about uh, Secret Lives. So this wasn't me. This was my ex-girlfriend's family. Mm-hmm. Uh, her uh, the, m- her mother's first husband uh, died, and uh, uh, they found his car washed out in a ravine. Uh, never found the body. Mm-hmm. So she went on, remarried, did all kinds of stuff. Forty years later, gets a call from him just to say, oh. hey, did you guys ever apply for my Social Security? Because I'm old enough now. I want to get it. Wait, what? what? Oh, my gosh. What? Curtis! How did... I know! Curtis, <laughs> I want to buy the rights to this! It's a very good story. This is amazing! So, so did they ever meet or any... What happened? Do you know what happened from that point no, on? No, no, he... he... He had, he had he had obviously faked his death yeah. and left the country and had a wife and family in a different country. Wow. And the only reason to contact was because he wanted a social security and he didn't know if they had applied for it for his daughter. Curtis. Incredible. Wow. That is a fake life worth living. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of country. <laughs> Call only for money. That is the dream. Amazing. <laughs> That's the dream. That is the dream, yes. <laughs> Kevin in the morning with Allie and Jensen on K-Rock. LA and OC's Alternative Rock. A little bit earlier this morning, we made the announcement of April Foolishness. Ladies and gentlemen, the world-famous K-Rock is proud to present the funniest show on earth. April Foolishness. April Fools. Saturday, April 4th at Microsoft Theater. Performing on stage. Adam Carolla. I don't like the word anus. Steve-O. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Jen Kirkman. If we only have five years left, I'm living totally wrong. Like, I will start smoking again. I'll put butter on my face. I'll fuck someone's husband. Like, I will change my life. Adam Ray. You get farted on during a fight? Hey, guess what? You lose that fight. Jeff Garland. I spent a night in jail, yes. Fortune Feimster. I love being a fat kid. You know why? No one ever tried to snatch me. <laughs> and 
old music from Clown This. <laughs> April Fools! It's April Foolishness! Tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. and K Rock Street Team presale is Thursday at 10 a.m. Go to krock.com for details. K Rock! Driven by your helpful SoCal Honda dealers and the Rand Max of Helpfulness. So this is what we do. We try to bring together a night of headliners, which mm-hmm. normally doesn't happen. Usually it's an opener yep, and then a headliner. Yeah, you don't get this kind of stacked lineup normally. So we got Adam Carolla. We got Fortune uh, Feimster. Sorry, we got Feimster, Jeff- right? No. Feimster. Right, say it again. Feimster. Say it for me, Allie. It's not Feimster. What is it? It's Fortune. We can't wait. It's Feimster. <laughs> Jeff Garland, Jen Kirkman, Adam Ray, and Steve-O plus... <laughs> Maybe a little bit of music from Columbus. I mean, I mean, that's the highlight to me right now. I mean, <laughs> we are bringing you a man who is half clown, half Elvis. Right. He is clearly the musician of our times. Correct. Yes. He comes with tons of Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He comes with hilarious stuff such as Barocco's Tacos, which is a song we play here on the show all the time and we love with all of our hearts. No? Barocco's Tacos. I mean, it's just dumb. Yeah. And this is a song uh, of a fictitious universe in which Barack Obama opened a taco shop. Yes. I mean, is it that out of reach? No. It would be okay. a pretty successful taco shop. It would. Here's why I love April Foolishness so much. You pay to see these amazing comics, but you also know that your money is going to a great place. Because, because these comics don't take any money. They Correct. take no money. They do this for free because they want the money to go to the charities. And proceeds benefit the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund and Cedar sinai NICU. And it's it's amazing. These All of these comics can be traveling, making a ton of money that weekend. But instead, they're like, Saturday, April 4th? No problem. I'm going to be at the 12th annual Kevin in the Morning with Ellie and Jensen April Foolishness. Mm-hmm. Which seems weird. Weird that That's they wordy. all responded yeah. like that. We mm-hmm. were like, tone it down, but we're excited. It is sort of a weird thing in that comedians really work Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the most part. Yeah, yeah pretty much nonstop. And so we're taking that middle day out. We're saying, yeah. will you do this for free? And they're saying yes. Yes. Which is crazy. So tickets go on sale to the public Friday at 10 a.m. There is a K Rock exclusive pre sale Thursday. At mm-hmm. 10 a.m. And you can go to krock.com for information. We have one of those special like uh, VIP things with the party. We are. Ringside tickets are $125. Think that includes access to the pre-show party, t-shirt, and ringside bag. Thank you for asking, bitch. It's so funny that you said that because I was just about to say, I don't know. And then you... <laughs> uh, this is a rare opportunity to say hello to us and for me not to go running as well. I mean... Although... Tell us about the person that met you at April Foolishness. Uh, my first April Foolishness. Uh, people were extremely kind. One woman came up to me and said, oh, God, I love you so much. You're so great on the show. My uh, dead husband hated you. Yeah. Just... It was, Just that quick. The crazy part, too, is I was only on the show for a couple months, so mm-hmm. that means that he had to have heard me before he died, which was only yeah. within the last three months. So, I mean, it was a fresh widow. It's the hardest I've laughed today. It was great. It's just, and there's no comeback to that because <laughs> no, the guy's well, I dead. Did. Yeah. I did say I have very conflicted feelings right. about your ex-husband. Sure. Yeah. That's a crazy, crazy thing to say. I, well, I did. When she left, I was like, is it is it bad for me to say I'm happy he's dead? <laughs> she, she didn't say anything back. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, a little bizarre. But yeah. uh, April 4th at Microsoft Theater, tickets Friday at 10 a.m. And for the K-Rock presale, it's Thursday at 10 a.m. This is Kevin in the Morning with Allie and Jensen. LANOC's Alternative Rock. Did you guys hear about April Foolishness? That it's happening? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard it. Did we announce it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A couple times. Good. Very excited about it. And on Carrot Top's birthday. Right. I mean, it's like come full circle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The man who defined comedy. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's not going to be there. 
No. I mean, he might be in the audience. Okay. I'll give him tickets. Okay. Carrot Top, if you're listening, give me a call. Don't call. Please don't call. Okay. Carrot Top, you call. Don't need him to call. <laughs> Time for one last look at what's happening with Allie. What did you guys uh, think of that 1986 movie? Little Shop of Horrors. Love it. Love. Loved it, right? Yes. Steve Martin. I'll be a dentist. So good. And a success. So good. What do you think about an adaptation of Yay! Little Shop of Horrors? Starring... I have to pull myself out of this conversation just so it's out there. What? Why? Okay. I had a podcast with a guy for 10 years, uh-huh. the writer of this. Oh. So the I'm writer gonna celebrate of the movie? Of this new one, yeah. I'm going to okay. celebrate it no matter what. Well, if this he, my, if he gets even half of these people that are supposedly lined up. So this I've is heard. huge. Yeah. Chris Evans is in early talks to join Warner Brothers' upcoming adaptation of the musical Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. He would be playing the diabolical dentist, Oren. That's played by Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, if you guys don't know what this movie is about, it follows a, a meek florist named Seymour whose life has changed forever when he discovers a mysterious and rare flytrap. He names it Audrey, too, after a co-worker that he had a crush on. Another one of those. Seymour and the plant become famous overnight because that plant grows to human size. Here's where it gets dicey. The only problem, that plant feeds and grows on human blood. Dun, dun, dun. See, what's up with the world today, man? Can you believe that? That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Billy Porter apparently already signed on to voice Audrey Which in the upcoming great. film. Taron Edgerton All and right. Scarlett Johansson reportedly okay. in talks to play Seymour and Audrey. Are you kidding me? Taron just singing his little heart out. I love it! <sighs> this is this is big. This is yeah, a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. You would think out of our podcast that me being on the radio would be the biggest success, but no, mm, no. no. This man has to beat me. No, that was sad. Shouts to Matt Robinson. <laughs> yeah. It's Matthew Robinson who's in, uh, directed by someone great, too, I think. Greg Berlanti, right? Yeah, Greg Berlanti has a pretty good uh, track record. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maddie wrote Monster Truck, so he's not necessarily with a perfect track record. Right, but... but mm-hmm. Invention of Lying, a lot of great movies yeah. he's a writer of. Is he... Um, he did Dora the Explorer, the one that recently came out that people loved. Dora came out? Yeah. Oh. That's what most people responded with it to, <laughs> but critics loved it. No, I meant in the closet. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No. That oh. didn't happen. That would be great. That would have been a pretty good part of the movie. Live your truth, Dora. Um, My question, is this the guy that um, loves pinball machines? It is. Yeah. Wow. This is it. Look Mm -hmm. at all these nerds just flourishing. Nerd heaven. I love it. Guys, this is fascinating to me. Netflix is adding a new feature. Did you call it Netflix? (laughs) Did I? I think so. That's my, what I watch uh, my movies on. It's called Netflix. (laughs) Woo. I can only watch it when I'm alone. Netflix. I don't need nuts. Netflix <laughs> is adding a new feature that will rank the 10 most popular programs on its service in your country. It's a top 10 overall list, and it's going to display the most popular programs from across all content, including movies and shows. What did it do before this? Nothing. Before they made this change. It was just, just like new releases, mm-hmm. comedies, trending. dramas, documentaries, trending. Yeah. Yes. The shows and films making the list will also receive a special top 10 badge wherever they appear on Netflix. This could be interesting because, you know, you log on to Netflix. There's so many different titles. That you've never heard of. That I've never heard of. Do I want to watch it? But then you see that it's a top 10 most popular. Maybe you'd be more inclined to click on it, at least watch the trailer, that type of thing. I'd be more interested if I knew a lot of people watched it and liked it. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. 
But Jensen Jensen believes they do this anyway. I right? think that Wait, they're what trying to... Well, no, I just think that they'll use the top ten in the same way that they do now, which is like the John Favreau chef show, which I'm not going to watch, mm-hmm. pretty much starts as soon as I put on my Netflix, basically. Yeah. So, so, I, wait, so you're already, saying the top they, 10 is not going to be the top 10? Well, they determine their top 10 type right. of thing. Well, no, it's okay. It's either a top 10 or it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, take it up with Netflix. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're so mad at me. I'm just saying it shouldn't be a question. That's true. It's either top 10 or it isn't. I love how sweet you are and naive <laughs> you are when it comes to... Uh, and by that you mean They dumb. don't lie to dumb? us. No one lies to us. Right. No one. Read the studies. I mean, read the studies, you guys. Have either of you thought, I didn't spend enough time in school. I should have gotten an MBA, should have gotten a doctor. Any, any, you feel like you could go back to school? Right now? Sure. Can I be honest? Sure. No. Never, Never thought it, never wanted it, don't want it now. The thought of of tests and papers makes me cringe. I could never imagine. See, I think slightly different about it because I... Because you're a nerd. No, I I do like like school. I did like college. Ugh. Ugh. I like college for different reasons, though. Bang in. I think... Here's what I'll say. I like the idea that I had no other responsibilities other than getting these grades. Uh, That was cool. Yeah, your privilege is showing. You didn't have three jobs like I I did. I unfortunately did have jobs to pay for USC. Oh, I didn't. My parents are rich. But... (laughs) But uh, I'm so obnoxious. What's happening right now? What I'm saying is I like the idea mm-hmm. of just going and learning and making sure you get the tests right and all yeah. that stuff. I would enjoy that for responsibility right now, yes. Nerds. Right. Well, staying in school may be the key to a longer lifespan, you guys. Do that's, we want that? That's it. That's the end of the study. Really? No, I would... We've already discussed. We're good mid eighties going out. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm definitely mid eighties. Yeah. yeah. No. Hundred percent. I think. I think I will. My all my grandparents were in their nineties. Okay, so nineties is fine. So early ninety two is a great age just to. Then you see the people are like one hundred and seven. No, 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 not interested. No. no, thank you, sir. Not interested. No. no. Not interested in uh, heading down to Tampa, Florida, and seeing the Bay Area Renaissance Festival men in kilts competition. Uh, guess what happened? Competitor danced around, then bent over, mooned the audience. Oh, the dude no. wasn't wearing panties. That was macho. They have apologized, you guys. The festival's general manager, Kathy Parker, released a statement apologizing for this. But I mean, really? sir, I mean, you're at a festival. Right. You probably shouldn't, because it's not just your butt you're seeing if you're bent over, right? R- right. I'm, you're seeing them. <laughs> right. You're, seeing you're doing other. that. Okay. You've seen other things. Right. So, men in kilts, right? I mean, those things are so boring. Thank God for that guy. Right? Give him a little spice. They're kicking him out for making it fun. Last time we had Steve-O on April Foolishness, I was standing behind him, and he did that little trick Yeah. where I got to see everything that there was, and I didn't want that. No? Mm -mm. Still kind of burned into Mm -hmm. your brain? Yes. So, do you understand why people were upset in Tampa, Florida, seeing, you know... Stuff. No, I think it's what Jensen says. Oh, so everyone you're, else oh, is you're miserable fine with there. it being ingrained. Yes. Okay. All right. A fat balls cherry bomb. Okay. You guys ever worn a kilt? I've never worn a kilt. I have not. Oh. Should we? Yeah. All right. Kilts are bitching. Are they? Yeah. 
I unless mean, I'm, I'm playing a, a like, unless yeah. I'm playing like a bagpipe or whatever. Well, you'd have to. Oh, bagpipe it's is the most the beautiful lock. instrument. Mm-hmm. It is a. It just lulls me to sleep. Sure. The bagpipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I have my own family. Um, the, well, you have your own family and a tartan. But no, my my kilt is a um, a blue and green. It is oh, gorgeous. When do you wear it? When? Yeah. Uh, as soon as I get home. Wear it to foolishness? Yeah, I put, I'll wear it to foolishness. Okay, sure. All right. No problem. Some birthdays for you Rashida Jones, Chelsea Handler, Jamila Jamil, and Ric Flair. Woo. Woo! Here's what I'll say Destiny is not in a rush. No. <laughs> she said his name, and then she just sauntered yeah. up. Sauntered? Is that the right word? Sauntered, sauntered. yeah. Mm-hmm. Took her time. I appreciate Pushed it. Pushed it when she felt like it. She's I mean, paid by the hour. It's true. <laughs> Don't, please. It is a bummer that the name Lightning has already been taken. Because that was mm-hmm. speed. like reflexes right there. <laughs> Anytime, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what's happening. Exactly. A 5 p.m. commercial-free hour. It's happening with Stryker and Klein thanks to a random act of helpfulness in the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers tomorrow morning. An all-new show. We've got Get Up on This with Jensen. Got People Are Dumb. Uh, we're getting away uh, King's tickets in a suite with us for <gasps> Saturday. Yep. That'll be fun. Saturdays, I believe, 1230 starts. So we're going to give away those tickets. And also, from our April Foolishness Bill, Adam Ray will join us in studio as well tomorrow. It's Kevin in the Morning on K-Rock. Kevin in the Morning. Kevin. The world famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.